From across time and space and throughout the multiverse, listen as two generations of comic book readers come together to discuss a single character or event that shaped pop culture as we know it. Let Your Geek Side Show presents Then and Now with Susan and Kitty. Hey, everyone. Hey, welcome to Then and Now with Susan and Kitty. I'm Susan. I'm Kitty. And today we're here to talk about a character that there's so, once you start talking about this character, I cannot believe how much you can dive into him and make, like, he influenced so much moving forward from his creation. And that character is Black Panther. Yeah. I mean, this is a character that it's like, wow, we're seeing so much now. And, and he's been around for so long. He's, He's been around since the 60s. Yeah. That's what people, like, don't seem to understand. Like, this isn't just a new thing. He didn't just pop up um, because Marvel decided to make a, a movie in the cinematic universe about him. Black Panther was the first um, character of African descent to ever be a mainstream American comic book character. That's huge. And it feels like a really good moment for all of this to be just really front and center. Absolutely. Right now in comics. So... Um, what we learned kind of about Kitty and my knowledge about Black Panther was that I don't have a lot of knowledge about him past like when he took over for Daredevil, which was like, what, 2011, something around there? Yeah, and that would be just a hair before I actually started reading comics. Exactly. And so I, I'm going to be talking mostly about my... Um, my experience with like the Jack Kirby era, which by, I was not alive for. <laughs> However, I have I have read, and it has influenced other comic book readings. Um, so that's the then, <laughs> and the now is when I jumped in about 2012. Avengers movie hits, and that's when I really kind of understood that comics went along with these these properties. I mean, there was cartoons I'd seen and and stuff, but I just really didn't have the wherewithal and the, the resources to go into the comic store and research this. And from that, I got a job selling comics for one of the biggest weird periods for Marvel, Marvel Now, Avengers Now, all new, all different. And so I'm kind of on the on the pulse of of what's happening in the stores now. In fact, she tells me what I should be reading now <laughs> just because I read comics starting way... <laughs> Let's not age myself right now. <laughs> However, let's just say I've been reading comics for a while. Um, but most of my experience comes from like finding something interesting and then backtracking to the history. It's not something that Kitty and I really like one of the reasons we're friends, not just coworkers, is because we both appreciate the history that goes into a character like Black Panther and how Black Panther starting in, you know, his issue of Fantastic Four in July of 1966 and moving forward to, you know, his movie coming out in February of 2016. Like those, that time period, that's like 450. I can't math. How many years is that? <laughs> I wasn't prepared for this. Neither of us can math. Someone help us. Um, that's so just decades. Decades of history. There we go. Decades <laughs> of history involving a character that was culturally advanced, technically advanced, um, beyond what a lot, like he taught Johnny Storm about a certain <laughs> technology that they did not have um, in New York City. So that was something that always struck me is that they uh, Marvel has always presented Black Panther, Takala, the, the culture of the tribes of Wakanda as the more advanced culture from our own. So we were always meant to learn from 
the Wakandans, which is fantastic. And and when I'm going to research a character, I mean, I of course, I love to delve into the back material of, of old issues, but I'm also really concerned with what's next. Where, where do we go from what's already been established? And so that's why every Wednesday, New Comic Book Day, just what's on the shelves? I want to see where these companies are going to go with their characters So tell me next. what's going on right now. So what's going on right now, they actually just started a series about a month ago called The Rise of Black Panther, which I think is fascinating in that it takes place from his mother's point of view, Ramonda, and it details not only um, the life of T'Chaka, his father, and how he was the Black Panther, and then he passed away, and then it sees T'Challa as a young man who has to decide if he wants that responsibility to be the Black Panther and and who around him might also want to come in and, and take that. So that's actually a really new series. I think they've only had one or two issues already um, as of February. And it's going to be running all the way into uh, June. It's a limited series. That's really interesting. So what we're looking at in Marvel Comics moving forward from the Black Panther movie through Infinity War, which looks like Black Panther has a huge role in Infinity War from everything we've seen in trailers so far. So moving forward, we're looking at him through the lens of his mother and the reluctant hero almost, which is very interesting because the history of Black Panther, he steps up. Like we know that that he that that's what he does when he comes back to Wakanda after like fighting with the Avengers for years, he steps up and he wants the throne. He considers it his birthright. So to me, that's interesting knowing the backstory. So like this whole podcast is is based upon like once you know something's history, how does that influence the future? This directly influences the future. Like what if moving <laughs> forward? And we know the things that we do know about Takala and um his family is that they're a proud people. They're and um like I said, they're so advanced in so many ways, but they're so welcoming. But they're also very secretive. They're very secretive. And I think that that's something that we can get into in the recent series. There were lots of secrets in Wakanda. <laughs> <laughs> and and so I'm interested in what you're saying, that he, the element that he steps up and he is the hero, a lot of, uh, there's been a lot of question, not of, of his identity, but in the... Um, Tana Hesse Coates with Brian Stelfreeze, uh, recent series. God, that's a beautiful series. I haven't, I haven't read it, but it's at my oh. house and I flipped through it. And God, it's beautiful. <laughs> it is. But there, one of the big elements is what do you do when your hero might not always be correct? And so, again, with his mother and also the Dora Milaje and the other uh, people surrounding the king, wh- how do you address that your king might not always be right? Is it considered dissenting if you if you voice your opinion does it make the leader stronger if they don't listen to the people around them or does it make them stronger if they do listen to the people around them because Wakanda itself is such a a big part of the story I mean it is a character it is a world mm-hmm. it is a people yeah and and so and I think that what you're saying all of those things in the history of Black Panther have been addressed in one way or another and been the right or wrong answers and that is what is brilliant about the character is it's always presenting a new way to look at things, always presenting a new way to problem solve. And that's just, and I think that that's so interesting because what we have is is Wakanda and the tribes and 
the hero who, what, what if I don't do it this way? What if I choose to do it this way? But there's also things that when you look at Black Panther, the art of Black Panther, sorry to transition from story to art, but like <laughs> comics can't exist without one or the other. The art is very consistent because you have like Black Panther's costume has changed very little from his, I mean, take you have to take out the original concepts of Cole Tiger that Jack Kirby drew before Black Panther actually went on the page. But Black Panther's costume has stayed very consistent. And I think that that reflects a lot of what they're trying to say in regards to mm -hmm. him as a character. It's all these outside influences come in, the tribe, the, the family, the honor. Um, they are all coming in to influence what he needs to do moving forward. But he he stays like there's something really awesome about that. Like no matter what's happening around him, he is he is the rock like he mm -hmm. is, like he the Black Panther mantle is his. Yeah. And, and as we've seen in recent comics, costumes change, mantles change, powers are passed from person to person. Mm -hmm. And and we're not saying that hasn't happened with Black Panther because it absolutely has. Other yeah. people have taken up the mantle. Other people, like even his sister has done it at, at certain points, but there's always something consistent about the the totem of the panther yeah. that is there. And so. if you're gonna if you're gonna have the hero challenge them a little and, mm -hmm. and challenge like like what Tanahesi Coates is doing, you challenge if they are certain that they are the hero that they present themselves to be. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's really cool. Um, and one of the things that Marvel is doing actually with their new legacy initiative is jumping back to the old numbering. So you can see, I think they're up to number 170 right now. So, so all of a sudden comics jumped from Black Panther number 19. <laughs> Don't even get me started on numbering in comic books. That's like one of the reasons that I can't deal with it. <laughs> Some people probably walked into the store and went, I missed a whole lot of comics here. Yep. But they jumped from, I think, number 19 back to number 169 and oh. 170. And I, I know they've already solicited up through 172. Um, and I think that's cool because uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates was only originally signed on for 12 issues, but his run is now about 21. That's amazing. So I like that he, he stayed on with the character. So this is, like, obviously an opinion question, but, like, does he do a good job? Like, what – considering – Black Panther's legacy of like being the first character of black descent, like everyone else came after him. He was, he, um, Marvel's first graphic novel was a Black Panther graphic novel. That is something that I did not know in researching this podcast. I figured, I like read that. The first, what Marvel considers their first graphic novel was a Black Panther graphic novel. And that's super cool. Because like retroactively, obviously, ones have come before. But at the time, that was the first one. So you're talking about a character who pioneered so much. How do you take up that mantle? Like how, <laughs> how does a modern writer take up the mantle of a character who has so much grounded in the Marvel universe? Well, I think one of the gigantic strengths of this current run, which began in about 2016, I think taking the focus, not taking the focus from Black Panther, but widening the lens and really, really building up the world of Wakanda, which segues into my next point, uh, has attested to the strength of the run. It they They're building up the world around Black Panther, which reflects on him and he influences that world. Um, the Black Panther series that is currently running has had a lot of uh, spinoffs. And so 
Uh, the Rise of Black Panther is currently one of them. There's also a new one called The Sound and the Fury, which I haven't had a chance to look at, so I'm not going to speak to it, but I know it's a title on the shelves. Um, but two of the bigger ones were the World of Wakanda book and Black Panther and the Crew. And those were both limited series. Um, but I think especially, especially the World of Wakanda series, that brought in a, a bunch of female writers and mm-hmm. artists. And Ta-Nehisi Coates also was working to make sure that stayed in the narrative of the story he was creating. But they had writers Roxane Gay and Yona Harvey, and then they had um, Afua Richardson and Aletha Martinez doing the illustrations. And those followed the profiles of different women in Wakanda and also just the general world of the kingship. But you got to see two women who left the Dora Milaje, which are T'Challa's guard women. Mm -hmm. um, And you got to see why they felt that their service to the king was not indicative of what Wakanda should have been. And they, they, they joined this kind of dissident group called uh, the Midnight Angels. And so that was really cool. And then there's another character whose name escapes me at the moment, um, but she's an advisor, kind of a spiritual advisor character. And so you got to see the young girls who who were trying to shape their own identities and then a spiritual advisor who also shapes the identity of the king and the country. And so I think those those kind of supplemental stories in the Black Panther world really, really reinforce and strengthen what Ta-Nehisi Coates is is building. I mean, his his series was subtitled A Nation Under Our Feet. And so it's so cool. It is really cool. And now it's now it's Avengers of the New World. I think the original 12 that he was signed on for were A Nation Under Our Feet, and now it's Avengers of the New World. But it's it's just all of it you can tell is very it's it's global, but it's also very focused in its storytelling on Wakanda. I think that that's also something um one to like kind of bring around your point all like Wakanda is very influenced not only by the men but by the women in the book and that has been historically true this um his sister Shuri Shuri I was like oh my <laughs> god this is terrible how do you do a black panther podcast and forget his sister's name um Shuri like she's always been a vital part of his story from the beginning she takes up the mantle I mentioned earlier at one point and she looks to be such a great part of the movie um, but in general, the women of Wakanda, they're the warriors. They're the ones who who tell the story and move it forward. And they're all to serve the king, but they they have choices in how they do it. And that's something that's, if you think about it at the time, is mind-blowing. This was like a time when we were dealing with all kinds of political movements for all kinds of different people um, and to have women take the forefront of a book that is the first African uh, his, like heritage book, that's groundbreaking. This has always Black Panther has always been groundbreaking from, and I think it's not a mis- like I don't I don't think it's a coincidence that this is the first Marvel Cinematic Universe movie to take this mantle forward as well. So moving forward, we always see you know. We keep coming back to the same point, like the history um, indicates what moving forward is going to look like. Yeah. And and when I started reading comics 
uh, in around 2012, which I feel like I'm really dating myself, but I've done a lot of research in that time between between now and then. Trust me, she has. <laughs> she knows what she's talking about. <laughs> Marvel was kind of in the middle of a, a, a four-year Black Panther drought. I mean, he was in team books. Um, he that has happened a lot in the history of Black Panther as well. He has had a lot of team books. He's taken over mantles of other characters, including, like I mentioned before, Daredevil. The like it was Black Panther, the Man Without Fear, for a while. So that's also something that you see this cycle moving forward because 2012 to when did he come back? He came back in 2016. Okay. <laughs> but. Um, in, in those years, they were republishing collections from Christopher Priest and Reginald Hudlin, and those uh, gentlemen had some very prolific runs on Black Panther. But the movie announcement came out in 2014, so it was kind of smack dab in the middle there. So you're saying that when the movie announcement happened, people could walk into comic book stores and be like, I want to read the current Black Panther, and there was nothing. There was no current, but there was plenty of republished uh, collections, which... Black Panther has excelled with also having republished collections. You mentioned earlier that it was one of the first graphic novels for, or it was the first mm -hmm. for Marvel. And because Jack Kirby jumped on and off it so much in the beginning, they now have collected all of Jack Kirby's work, which if you want to see some pretty art, come on. You can't get much more classic comic book than Jack Kirby. Oh. He's called the king for a reason, guys. <laughs> the king drawing the king. Yes, I was going to make that joke, but then I was like, uh. <laughs> but um, on on the wave of they announced this movie was coming and, and it wasn't coming for a while, and so fans had to look to something, um, Jonathan Hickman put him into the New Avengers book, which a lot of people think should just have been titled The Illuminati uh, because Marvel has their their Illuminati of characters mm -hmm. and Black Panther was in that. And that led directly into, the I think, the last thing that Hickman wrote for Marvel, which was 2015 Secret Wars. Mm -hmm. And Black Panther didn't have one of the small spinoff titles, mm -hmm. but he was in the main story, um, which was originally solicited for eight issues, and then they needed a ninth to finish it off. And all in all, like that that book came out very slowly, but collected, it's a fantastic story. So if people were turned off by it when it which was, which I was, out, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sorry, I was. And being I, honest, <laughs> I was I was selling the books to customers at that time. Oh my gosh, I, had to I don't even know how you did that. Then again, I had to sell Original Sin. So <laughs> the first the first person who came in and said, "Oh, I'm looking, I'm looking for my Iron Man book," and I'm like, "Well." All you get is Armor Wars for the next five months. He was like, excuse me. And I'm like, I'm sorry, Marvel canceled everything, but it's, it's only temporary. But okay, I didn't have to do that. You had much worse. <laughs> but all, once all was said and done, the Secret Wars collected in one volume was fantastic. And Black Panther was a major power player in that. I mean, if you wrap your head around the weirdness of Battle World and the fact that Doctor Doom was a god... Um, Black Panther got to do some really cool stuff because he was still a member of the Illuminati so that he had all that Hickman history with him. And he teamed up with Namor to find the Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> you can't see my face right now, but like she name dropped Namor and that like initial like immediately got my attention. I dropped out of Secret Wars before this happened. So tell me more. Oh, yeah. I mean, Reed Richards is running all over the place, but Namor and Black Panther kind of get down to business and and not to spoil anything, but I'm probably going to spoil it because it's a three-year-old story. How, how long, I think, Statue of Limitations on comic book spoilers is like, what, maybe six months to a year? <laughs> this is, you're talking about two, three years? 
Well, what I'm saying is, please go read this, but I will yes. spoil it. They do have to go uh, find the Infinity Gauntlet, and there, it's a it's a special version of the Infinity Gauntlet because Doom has depowered Thanos in in Battle World, and so he's he's the supreme god Doom. But Black Panther finds that Infinity Gauntlet, and he he uses it against Doom, and Doom's a god, and so the fight kind of ends up going stalemate. But it's really cool to see Black Panther with the Infinity Gauntlet. At one point, Doom is like, "Well, I'm a god." And I, I wiped both Atlantis and Wakanda off of Battleworld. Mm-hmm. But if you surrender to me, I will rebuild them. And, and Black Panther says something really cool about what, rebuilding Wakanda requires a vision that you, God, do not possess. Mm-hmm. And like he, so he knew what he needed to do. And from that, Marvel Legacy got some cool stuff um, because Battleworld explodes and the Infinity Gems go back to where they are and uh, Black Panther ends up back in Wakanda before the whole, they called it the incursion of all the universes smashing together. You guys and are going to have to look up a lot of comics. There's a lot of, <laughs> lot of weird words. and, and yep. <laughs> um, But he gets back and he kind of retains some memory of, of what, not everyone remembers what happens after Battleworld explodes, but he retains some memory of what he wanted to do and and going off of his you need a vision to rebuild Wakanda and and I have that vision, but you don't. He takes the time stone and, and goes back before the incursions and he tells his people, guys, space travel. Space travel is the next step for Wakanda. And so there was a little payoff of that in uh legacy there was one page but they found a planet and they started carting payloads of vibranium to this planet and now wakanda has a planet in the solar system and it's and i wrote it down here because it's ridiculous it's the intergalactic empire of wakanda on planet bast located in the benhazen star system and the throne world is Bernin T'Challa. And so he has a, because a lot of the um, Wakandan cities are named after previous leaders and, mm-hmm. and it's Bernin whatever mm-hmm. the person's name was. And so in- it should also be noted that Planet Bast is named after the Panther totem itself. Yes, <laughs> yes. And so there is a there is a throne world in space named after T'Challa for kind of bringing space travel and Wakanda into the future. So I, I want to see more payoff for that because that page, it was one page in Legacy, and that just I'm gave sure me I'm sure you're going to get that payoff. <laughs> that seems like, because with everything that we know about Black Panther, we know that they are in a, like Wakanda has always been, always will be. They are a culture that is undying and unyielding. So to know that now there's a planet <laughs> there that they have carted vibranium to, I can't imagine that their future isn't like just completely bright and full of just their their belief system and their values and everything that we love about Black Panther and Wakanda and all the other supporting characters, which, by the way, we're almost done with this podcast and we haven't even touched on any supporting (laughs) characters. So this one's basically all about Wakanda and Black Panther. I mean, because Wakanda is as much a character as Black Panther. Yes, it is. It is. Yeah. Now, I'd I'd love to see the Marvel movies take him to space, but I don't think that's going to happen. Yet. At least until, like, phase 17 or something. Maybe. (laughs) I mean, I think they could take him to space. They've got to go to space at some point soon. That's true. Captain Marvel has to be in space. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, come on. (laughs) That's got to happen. So, I don't know. You made me really excited to read anything current because it seems like... 
to me, they've maintained in the current comics right now the the rich history and storylines and character that not only Black Panther, but all of the Wakandan warriors and characters have had from the beginning. Yeah, there's there's a real integrity with the storytelling that is going on right now for Black Panther. And 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 he's been in team books. I don't think the Ultimates is still going. Um, and Black Panther and the crew was a limited series. Mm-hmm. But through throughout all of the modern stuff, I mean, once they announced that the movie was going to happen, I think Marvel knew they had to double down and they've and they've done a fantastic job well if you're going to double down on any of your characters why not pick a legacy character that pioneered um the future of comics in so many ways absolutely so and now he might be pioneering the future of the marvel galaxy absolutely (laughs) (laughs) and then even if you extend that into the movies he looks to be pioneering the future of the marvel cinematic universe as well having taken on some sort of leadership position in in, at least in the trailer i mean that could be the infinity war trailer could be just taking the best scenes you don't know or i don't know yet i haven't seen it obviously it comes out months from now but if you had seen it you would tell me right if i had seen it I probably wouldn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited. And and going off of that, I mean, it's going to be fantastic to see him in the films. And we got to see him in Civil War. But every time one of those trailers shows any of the surrounding characters, I mean, the, the Dora Milaje, I have to see that. Right. I have to see their weapons. and. But what you were saying just a minute ago was literally that Wakanda is the biggest character besides Black Panther himself. So we haven't seen Wakanda. Like, that's what I'm excited. Like, I need to meet that character. Yeah. Oh. Because if you're talking about a whole pocket of the Marvel Universe that we, ha- I mean, the Marvel Universe is vast, let's not, but, <laughs> but one that exists on our Earth. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. and it's kind of like, what a treat that we're actually going to be seeing that. Because I, I know... It's fictional and we're possibly not fictional, but possibly the fact that they are so secretive to outsiders and now that the the film will finally get to to breach that and see just what beauty is there. That's going to be that's going to be mind blowing. I mean, it's going to be I love science fiction. And so I'm and this this is Afrofuturism to the max. Mm -hmm. I cannot wait. So if I wanted to pick up Black Panther right now, what is current and what should I be picking up? Well, I definitely recommend you give Secret Wars a second chance because that was fantastic. Okay, fine. In a trade, I will pick up Secret Wars. <laughs> but for Black Panther, anything under the title of A Nation Under Our Feet, I believe there's about four collected volumes, and that is Ta-Nehisi Coates and Brian Stelfreeze and Chris Sprouse, and that that one is fantastic. I mean, that is that is the one that they chose to start his solo series with again after. Well, that is saying something. <laughs> yes. And and World of Wakanda, definitely that is a one and done collected volume and ready to go. I mean, that one's that one's fantastic to introduce you some more to the character of Wakanda. I mean, and and the the people who live in it. And I'm going to definitely be following Rise of the Black Panther since that one is is pretty new and coming out now. Um it's running through June, and so if anyone else is reading it, I would love to hear your thoughts, but that's definitely one that I'm going to be picking up. Awesome. And if you would like to pick up some of the history of Black Panther, it is very creatively titled The Black Panther by Jack Kirby, Volume 1 and Volume (laughs) 2. You can pick those up. Um, They take you through all of the Kirby years of Black Panther from his creation through when Kirby picked up the series again a few years later after leaving it for a while. Um, 
yeah, those are can be purchased at your local comic book store or at Amazon.com, which is where a lot of people shop for comics nowadays. So are you so excited about the movie? I'm so excited about the movie. At Ugh. this point, neither of us have seen the movie. <laughs> but by the time you listen to it, maybe we have. the soundtrack. The soundtrack. The soundtrack. Is, oh, I love the soundtrack so much. Anyway. <laughs> so be sure to see Black Panther in theaters. Be sure to visit your local comic book store and uh, do, some, do some research reading. Yeah. Or some follow-up reading. Some follow-up reading, yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. This has been Then and Now. For more ad-free pop culture news and content, visit GeekSideshow.com. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to let your geek side show.